You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome to our first true behind-the-scenes episode of Focus Fire Chat. We wanted to take a chance with this episode to explore what happens below the surface of the gaming industry. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have Justin Sane 0516 and Steeman Willing Beeman. And in the place of honor for this episode, we're joined by the one and only Morla Gorodona. Many of you might recognize her from her amazing work within Destiny as Eris Morn. And there might be a number of you out there listening that also know of her work from titles such as Black Ops 3 and Bioshock 2. It's a huge honor for us to have a chance to chat with her about what it's like to play the part of what is arguably one of the more important aspects of video gaming in today's world. The voices of the characters we interact with. Morla, how are you doing tonight? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you again for <laughs> for jumping into a conversation with us. It's, yeah. It's, we yeah. are not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> We're, not worthy. <laughs> We're not worthy. We so, are not worthy. But, I mean, so what we did was we kind of, you know, we we discussed this a little bit with the group that we do, the Focus Fire Chat group, and they all kind of came together and just put together some questions that they all wanted to hear from someone who who actually is in in the business of the voice acting business and you know just kind of see, you know, kind of get a glimpse at what it actually is like to be a voice actor or voiceover actor or an actress. And so I understand. I know we're not gonna we're not gonna go into lore or anything like that. We're gonna we're gonna stick kind of more with the mechanics of it. But obviously, you know, the first question that everyone everyone always asks is, how did you get started? Uh, well, I I gosh, I could I how far back do you want to go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I've I've been performing and working in theater for many, many years. So theater is where I, I got my start. Um, second grade was the very first play that I ever did. And I was pretty sure that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Since the very first play, I was like, yep, that's theater. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, I went to, you know, I, I have my degree is in theater. I have a, a BFA in theater performance, and I kind of, um, yeah, that, that was that was my trajectory to work on the stage, and I moved to New York with that ambition. I wound up doing a lot of improv. Uh, I was hired for uh, my stage combat. Which is awesome, by the oh, way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hired often for my, my stage combat uh abilities and um yeah when i moved to new york i started working i did improv there as well did some some stage work there and wound up working in in commercials uh most regularly 
And I think it was there that I first kind of started to hone in those skills, the the voiceover skills. And um, actually, actually, it's actually this kind of a funny story. My first voiceover work that I ever did was actually it was in college. It was for the University of Mississippi Medical Center because I I went to the University of Mississippi. I went to Ole Miss, and I remember I remember them saying um, like, "Okay, yeah, it's going to either be you or a guy." And the board has to, de- they haven't decided what, which way they're going to go, um, whether they want a female voice or a male voice. I'm like, all right, well, it was my first VO job. And I went into the studio, recorded, got paid for it. I was like, great, whatever, pick whoever you want. I got paid, I'm done. And, um, and then I remember I kind of, I fell asleep on my sofa and I woke up kind of that half awake. I was like, oh, these, these words sound familiar to me and it was my commercial my commercial was running like oh there's my commercial but that's not my voice that's oh i guess they went with the guy oh wait a minute is that morgan freeman like what (laughs) they had hired morgan freeman was the guy who why why would you even have another voice like why is why was there a b option there i don't even so that's you know if i'm going to be replaced yeah, that's, that's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. It's not a bad, <laughs> not a bad way to go. No, I mean, but you gave them. You're talking I'm about Morgan about freaking Freeman, so. Yeah, they puzzled over it. Think about <laughs> that. <laughs> Think about that. They puzzled over it. They're that, like, Morgan Freeman. Point. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Actually, there was, there's a fast forward to that. It's totally jumping ahead in my career, but there is a, there's a fast forward to that story, which has a parallel, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, I was I was hired for the the game Iron Man Two, oh, and cool. I was I was cast as uh, uh, Maria Hill, and I was what? so excited, I was so stoked, <laughs> and I was like, and there was even like an article that came out after they released the, the and they were like, oh, the, we're finally going to hear the voice of Maria Hill, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting, this is so exciting, I'm stoked, and then like some time had gone by, I'm like, how come? How come they're not bringing me into session for this? I mean, I was cast, I auditioned, I was cast, and uh, they're not bringing me in for session. So I, I did a, made some calls, and then I found out that, oh, they actually decided to go more in line with the movie, and Maria Hill wasn't appearing in Iron Man 2. Um, so they decided to go with um, Nick Fury. So I was replaced by... Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Again. It's the only two it. times. It's the only two times I've ever been replaced in yeah, I, anything. I think that, and it was that's yeah. uh, that's still kind of a win. Like. I think it's a win. I think it's a win too. I'm like, I'm 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 doing okay for losing. I'm, I'm doing sick okay and tired of these MF and recasts. <laughs> that's no. awesome. I that's amazing. couldn't I couldn't be more I couldn't be happier with yeah, those See, the, the two people that you lost to are Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman. I mean, True. those those are the voices that people just want to hear singing "La Di Da Di Da." So <laughs> I, you, win. I win. I, yes. I win. I lost. So much win. I lost. So much win. For Samuel Jackson, you know, it's "La Di F and Da," but still. So wow. you know those yeah. those are the two people, the only two people ever. Yes, that's a huge win for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm, 
I'm doing you, all right. You look at how many different roles you've done, you know, like you have, of course, you are heirs more in destiny. That's definitely the role that most people that are going to listen to this are going to recognize you by. Sure. But other than that, you've been battery in black ops three. Yes. Um, you are different voices in Bioshock 2 that we'll get into later because <laughs> you said that's a great story that you want to mm-hmm. share. Um, sure. And you've, you've been in many other projects I've looked into that I just – I was like, okay, I don't know. I know she won an award for this one, but then there's that one, and so – You've done so many things on so many different levels. Like, Battery is actually, uh, hey, you're going to die a lot, maybe. Like, for me, I'm sorry, but you do die a lot. I I kill a lot of people, too, in your defense, (laughs) but um, I do die a lot as well. So you do the dying dialogue you do the hey i just murdered these people with my special ability dialogue Mm -hmm. you do the hey taunt at the end because i was one of the top three dialogue like what is it like to you know jump around to like you have eris morn who's so dark and then you have battery who is most of the time full of life Hmm. So, like, what is it like to go from one character to another? Yes, um, that's what I'm asking pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's usually space and time between them. It's um, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever recorded one right after the other, and they they are so different that actually probably makes it easier. If they were more similar, it would probably be more difficult. But um, yeah, it's just a it's just a matter of. I don't know. I kind of have a, um, a thing that I do where I remember where characters' voices sit in my in 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 my in my head, like in like physically. Like Eris is very Eris is very low, very low in the chest, right? And battery is going to be way much higher. You can actually like, probably even hear where it changes. It's going to be more like um, like in my. This is like such no a idea. this is such like a such a Kristen a Kristen link letter like I, I studied yes. uh, link letter technique and so this is this is pulling from this type of uh, this 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 uh, my study so it's like where where does it sit so she's going to be battery is going to be more like um, in my low like the she's lower part of my forehead <laughs> yeah she's spunky like, yeah so yeah, it's like, more shouting, right? So it's it's going to sit they, in a different place. They are completely different people. Like mm-hmm. Battery never spent her a good amount of time down in the hive, like Eris did, and Eris is just so low and deep and dark, and you know, there's just this part about her that. You, you know that you would have to get really deep into character for. Well, I and think it's true of, of any character, like any any character that, that I'm casting, I want to make sure that I uh, understand that I not only not only just what's 
you know, not just the spunky stuff, but Battery has her own backstory too, which is it's she has some some deep and uh and and emotional moments too. Uh oh, she there's does. some the some of the the lines I remember recording the the story about her brother and and being moved. I was I would well up because it was so beautifully written and it was just a a lovely Lovely is not a good word to associate with battery. It was such a moving, powerful story that um, that I, I felt very connected to that. What? So yeah, they they're 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 not one dimensional. I think is 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 what's interesting. They're neither one of yeah. them, neither battery nor. Oh uh, man, isn't just crazy. She's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that that kind of uh, brings. Oh, go for it. No, yeah, I was just saying they they each they they all have more dimension. They're not just one note, and I think that that's what's compelling. And I think that's well. I mean, Eris, we. I mean, we've had this discussion, haven't we, on chat before? That we don't know if like she's leaning toward. Hey, I've been in the hive for so long. That uh, well, yeah, this yeah. Really deep the dark three, side of me, the 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 third dimension of characters, and I think that actually is another question that we had a lot was, you know, as as a voiceover, we don't, you know, like a traditional actor, and I, I know you will probably correct me because I'm speaking out of my realm of comfort here, but a traditional actor actress, you know, we we actually see physically in front of us on the stage or on a movie screen or something like that. There's a way to communicate that humanity, that human connection. Whereas with voiceover, you know, there sure there's mocap and stuff like that, that, you know, we see as gamers interacting with the game, but you know, the voice still there's, there's no, to me, that's a, that's a weird gap. How do you, how do you mold an identity with just your voice? You know, there's no, there's no facial cues that we necessarily have. So, you know, how do you, how do you find that identity? And then how do you promote that within the voice for each That's really a, character? a great question because I think it's, it's, it's true. Like, so mm. with stage, I can, I can exhibit frustration mm. with like throwing my hands up in the air, or if it's a movie, I can uh, exhibit a subtlety with a slight squint of the eye or, or a clench of the jaws, Tom Cruise made famous, right? So it's, it's, these, these are things that, um, we can't rely on. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a skill. It's just a, a, a way to something to practice. And that's not to say that I don't do those things. I just have to right, remember that's... that I can't rely on them to, convey my message i have to infuse the words with it uh with with that with that feeling um and i assume and i think eris oh, is great for that because the words you know eris and battery both and it's i've spent more time with eris so that's why i i i defer to her um it's the they're the 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 words are so um they're just they're they're rich and they uh, beg an emotion. I think the they 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 work they work very nicely together. The uh, and so I, I feel like um, 
there's a great opportunity it's to to just infuse those with all sorts of subtlety um it's yeah it's but it is overall it is a skill it's just it's something to find the as i as i like to say it's find all the the bigness that you that you would have from that i that i would show on stage and keep it but just put it 100% in my voice so I guess for me, you know, I, I've seen a couple clips of like, you know, quote unquote, the behind the scenes voice act, voice recording studios and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it sounds like those are actually pretty dynamic sessions. They're not, you know, some sometimes I think some people think that they're kind of a static, you know, you sit there and you read. And I'm sure that some of them, some of them might be, but it sounds like almost a majority of them would actually be more of a dynamic situation. Like you're actually you're you're actually acting out in the in the the sound booth. Oh then, sure. Oh, right. I mean, oh, sure. There's definitely it's it's full. It's it's using all my acting abilities. Mm-hmm. It's just you know doing it in a way that's this is going to sound strange. Using all my acting abilities, but doing it in a way that's as still as possible because you can't make a, you can't move a whole lot in, in the booth. You can't, you know, you have to be mindful of what it is that you're wearing because things can make noise. And so, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's just like different, there's just different things that I, that I tend to do. So like, I'll, I'll raise my hands and I'll, I'll, if I, you know, or I'll, I'll make a gesture and then hold it for the line. And then that will, um, that'll, that'll be how I kind of conjure the physicality of it mm-hmm. in some way. So some sort of nod to that, uh, nod to the physicality without moving for the duration of the line. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. And, and I guess that kind of, you know, then that kind of leads into another kind of related question is like, so I imagine that a lot of that physicality is kind of translated into the character, you know, obviously you don't, you know, create these characters necessarily, but how involved in character development generally are the are the voice actors? Like, is that a is that a piece that normally you guys get a lot of a lot of area feedback, or does it just kind overall of when I when I get an audition or when I get a script, the 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 characters is is pretty much determined. You know? So mm-hmm. it's just a. Uh, it's just whether it's usually finding a match. Auditions are generally finding a, a vocal match to an existing character. Okay. If that makes does that yeah no that, that makes that makes yeah. perfect sense. So there it's basically. I think that the, there are. I mean, I think that there are obviously instances where where they kind of grow up together, um, and where the actor informs the the character. And the first one that comes to mind, and I don't I don't know for certain. I'm just assuming because I'm I have I'm not privy to this information, but I would assume um, Jack Black uh, and uh, oh gosh, what oh my gosh, what's the name? <laughs> what's the name of the Double Fine game? Brutal Legend. Oh yeah, I'm, I would yeah. yeah. So clearly the they guy. informed each other, right? Um, Tenacious D. No, no, mm-hmm. no. The the brutal legends game where he brutal legends. Yeah, right. Oh, um, yeah. That was okay. I, I so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, right. So I mean, I I would like again. Like I don't have any, I don't have any insight as to how those things are made. But I I would assume they're just they're so. 
almost perfectly clearly meshed. one informed yeah. what clearly one informed the other. I, clearly, the character in Brutal Legend was designed with Jack Black in mind. So that that would be an instance of them kind of growing up together. But right. uh, generally speaking, it's 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 of finding a vocal match. And just kind of out of curiosity, do they ever like? Have you ever done like mocap for any of the characters that you've voice acted? Like, have they I've done some facial capture? Okay. Yeah. So I was wondering. I was wondering, like, if that, especially with all the all the advancements that they've had now, I was just curious if that actually, because I'm sure I'm assuming that would help with the matching of the vocal with the the visual. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Would it? be ridiculous for me to ask who you did the mocap for uh i i don't i don't i I feel like that's probably one of those like kind of trade secrets like i don't know like that's there i don't know i don't know that that's i don't know that that's something that the developer would want no (laughs) (laughs) but and so and that's yeah (laughs) so i guess and that kind of leads into no, go for it. The, go for it. the only reason I asked it was because for Eris, I mean, Eris Morn, that is the character that you've done that I would have to say all of us have studied by far for the most. Mm-hmm. And her lip, the lip syncing for her dialogue is just so point on. You know, when you go to Eris, well, just. Just like when you go to any of the Vanguard, if you go to her, Shax, anybody, it's just it's spot on. Um, the the wording when they talk to you, because if you stand around somebody in Destiny, they just keep saying things that could be interesting. Earth so. has some really interesting things. Yes, oh she, does. Goodness, she, yes, she does. She probably has the best. She has. I she was has trying some... not to say that, gentlemen. But <laughs> yes, she has some excellent. Rhyme. Yeah, that was fun. She, oh, yeah. she has. She has so some much you, extra dialogue. Yeah. Do you actually like, more? I, I was wondering. Do you do those kind of rapid fire, like just kind of rattle them off, or do you do several takes when you do those little bits of NPC dialogue? that aren't really a part of any kind of broader narrative. They're just little comments that the character says if you if you stand by them long enough. Do yeah, you know the, so actually, the pieces I, I'm talking about? Yeah, they're um, – they were talking about this a little bit in the uh, – in the um, Bungie did a um, – mm-hmm did the the interview recently and so i i feel i feel okay talking about that because they talked about it as well it's like yeah it's kind of uh it's it's done those are done more quickly so it's 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 just kind of one after another and uh yeah it's it's you know maybe maybe a different version or two but those are done pretty pretty quickly um but there are but then again there are other ones that that I think we spend a little bit more time on if it's just like go to this thing and do this thing now, then it's those are usually just like really quick. But if it's like something that's a little bit more stirring, like I always think about the um, the ones for the uh, Festival of the Lost. I just I just felt I mean, I felt compelled. I felt compelled to say those lines numerous times just because they were so much fun. 
There's so much fun yeah, to say. Oh my goodness. Um, I I bring you the gift of fried of dried fruit candies. Yeah, I am I am good in to bring you dried fruit candies. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like That's you amazing. can tell that Eris just does not want to be any part of it, but she's like, fine, if I have to. Here, here are raisins that do absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> I still got my raisins. I still have my raisins, by the way. <laughs> have not discarded. That, that was. I don't think it's a bad idea. That's that is one of the questions: is will we see raisins return this October? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Gosh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll be candy coated raisins this time. I just, oh, I have know, no idea. Breaking fourth wall. <laughs> oh, I just, love, I just love the fact that you actually gave out raisins for Halloween. I think that's. How could I not? Um, I, I think had that's to. amazing. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh, that yeah, was, I was like so picking great. out the candies, walking around the grocery store with my son, and I looked over, I was like, Ooh. Oh yes, <laughs> this must this must be done. Oh. I'm sure you're not surprised that there were raisins left left over. There were raisins left over, but um, it was oh, fun. My no one, no one knew. No one knew. No one got it. But I knew every time. Like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want some raisins? If you would have given my children raisins, I would have fallen over. I would have just yeah. left right there. Been like, That's amazing. Yes, my life is complete right now. Yeah. I can die. I just, I just, I, just, I kept waiting. waiting. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe someone will get people. it. No. Nope. Oh. Well, how would they? They wouldn't know. No, of course not. But like, I was, mm-hmm. I just kind of had that, that little hope, that little hope in my stomach. Someone, no, sorry, it's okay. Florida. I know, I know, and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I said at least once I am bidden to give you God's advice. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure I said that. <laughs> and then they were so. like, okay. Um, and then we got egged. And then, and then the house got egged. No. I kid. I kid. It didn't happen. Justin, I know you had a question you wanted to, you wanted to ask. So, are we there yet? Well, I mean, I can. I have. I have another question. I have lots of questions. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you do those, and then we'll move on to okay. the hive sounds. Fair enough. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm along. I'm, I'm. I'm along for the ride. Well, so I'm focused. I mean, as as you as you probably know, we we all three come from a big clan called the Dads of Destiny. So you know, you know, work home life slash video game balance is kind of something that we all juggle really pretty regularly. Sure. And so like one of the one of the questions from uh one of our guys, his gamer tags, Average Joe, he wanted to know, you know, how how does that work with the schedule of being a voice actress? Like how does how do you balance work home life with that schedule? Is it like, you know, what most of us would associate with an office job or is it more kind of fluid? Like how does how does that all work? Um, oh, that's interesting. I schedule wise, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not, it, there are, there can be challenges, but overall it is not terribly challenging. Usually I know about sessions well in advance. Um, the majority of developers that I work with, they, I, I get 
lots of advance notice about it. So that's very helpful. So I'm able to um, schedule a babysitter as needed. Uh, and as far as the business development side of it is, because it, there is a business development side of it, it, you know, it's just emails and staying in, in touch. So late nights often, you know, sending my emails outside of business hours and, um, and then just attending conferences is, is my other is my other kind of pillar of business development, attending lots of conferences. So, you know, extended weekends with the grandparents is what that amounts to for, for coverage for my little one. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. no one's unhappy about that. No one's unhappy about that. So I, yeah, I, I feel, I feel actually and... pretty fortunate <laughs> as far as being, being a mom and, uh, and having this career, I think it actually lends itself quite nicely to it, um, because sessions are usually sessions are no longer than four hours at a time. And I mean, I could have multiple sessions in a day, but a session itself is usually it, it's four hours. It's usually less than four hours, so that's 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 schedulable. Yeah, no, that's, that's not that's not that's not a cha- that's that's um. um it's actually one of the reasons why you know it, the scheduling aspect of it is 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 a it's an it's a great sell for being a voice actor. Well, and I know I know you're you're really big like you like you just said you're really big on the conferences, and so that actually is another question they had was you know what what keeps you coming back to the game developers conference, and you know what's your favorite part there? I know you also do a lot of like announcing for the. Um, I just went blank on the acronym. The Game Audio Network yes, Guild yes. Awards. Sorry, I just completely went no, blank on that fine. one. But like yeah. they were they were curious because I know um you know, like you had the remesh article back in February and the mm-hmm. develop online article where you're kinda talking about, you know, how how people can get into voice acting and voiceover. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a big piece of it was, you know, that networking, that business development part and I'm so they were just asking, you know, for the game developers conference, you know, what what's what keeps coming, what keeps pulling you back into that one, and what's your favorite part for that one? Well, the game developers conference is, it's uh, well, right now at this point, it's it's tradition, and it's it's like a, a reunion every time. So that's what keeps me coming back to it, and also that it's a wealth of information. Uh, Attending the conference, it's I, I learn so much, and I love learning about game audio and what people are doing, and what's exciting, and what worked, and what didn't work. And I feel it's you know, part of my job to help inform what works in VO. I'm a member. I'm a co-chair of an organization called the Gang Voice Actor Coalition, and so it is actually literally part of my job to help inform about what what is working in voiceover for games and and what can be improved and how we can have more transparency between developers and they you know just uh raise the bar for VO and games across the board so that that is definitely a factor as well and um it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's just fun to to see people hang out, catch up, and you know, meet new meet new meet new casting directors, meet new 
voiceover directors kind of get insight as to what's what's coming up in games. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I like games. And I like game development. It's exciting. And so I, I take and that, you know, again, leads into another question. Um, yeah. Everyone, everyone wanted us to ask, are you a, are you a video gamer? Do you do you play video games as much as, you know, as much as you do the voice acting? I guess I'm assuming that you kind of do because, you know, that kind of fuels the passion for that particular avenue. But I do. I, 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 I play. I I'm not good. I'm really awful, but that's okay. Oh, you're in the right place. It. Yeah, I you're, accept you're, it. you're, I accept you're a good company. I'm really good. I'm really, really good at Bubble Bobble. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's old school. I'm that's really good I'm at Bubble about. Bobble. Although I just, I just, I just introduced my son to Bubble Bobble, and one of the one of the sweetest, dearest things I've ever heard uh, heard in such a long time is. He woke me up one morning and goes, Mommy, will you play Bubble Bobble with me? (laughs) Yes, my son. Yes, Yes, I I will will play Bubble Bobble with you. (laughs) And then I will say that um, I was was helping him. I was helping. He's three, by the way. I was helping him. And my, my, my dragon died. And uh, so he was he was left remaining and he was like, I'm going to just play. I'm just going to keep playing. I'm like, well, all right, go ahead. And he cleared a level by himself. And I was so proud. I was there so you proud. go. I know. I know. I mean, I. I told him what to do. And he's, still learning <laughs> oh, of course. he's still learning his left from his right and all. But he was like, OK, left, right, bubble, jump, left, right, bubble, jump. I'm like, that's 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 it. You got it. And um. But yeah, so there's that. And I I really like Twitch. I like to, <laughs> I like to watch people play on Twitch. So that's fun. Yeah, that's an amazing development in gaming too is how much there is of people watching people playing video games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd have told me 20 years ago that there was going to be a um, you know, multi-million dollar corporation that specialized in allowing people to watch other people play video games because when i was a kid it was like oh it's not your turn you gotta watch and i was like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> i know i know God. yeah and but yeah i mean that's that's uh awesome right. I, I have a lot of moments like that with my son too he he's a uh, he's seven going on eight and he loves he loves destiny he loves halo and he likes to play all those things, and there's some really cool moments there, kind of like that. Just waking you up, let's play some Halo, brah. I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> like I'm in a frat. Let's do it. Nice. If I could stream playing like Bubble Bubble or Faxanadu or <laughs> Dr. Mario, I, I totally would. I totally you would. Can, you I so would. can? Oh, I bet you could. You can? You I can because people do it. They my do. mother used to beat my and yeah. Dr. Mario all the time. <laughs> like, I'm so glad you said in Dr. Mario all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought this story was eight. going kind of dark. Um, <laughs> like, this is going to be yeah. an impromptu conversation. Dr. Mario, it would be another story and it'd be more awkward. <laughs> but no, Dr. Mario specifically, like me and my mother, we would just battle in Dr. Mario. 
Because it's a it little was, counterintuitive, right? Because you think it's like Tetris, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No, you will mess yourself up you're if you like, play it like Tetris. My wife yeah, will agree with like, that. Now I've got the yellow pill mixed mm-hmm. with the red oh. pill. Now what the hell do I do? Because the white pill's right there with the red pill. Yeah. Like, there, there, there was so many variables yeah. for Dr. Mario. But that's what made it an awesome game, too, though. Like, that was the competitive game back in the day. Oh, it like still it. is in this I house. Like I still if you M- MLG roots. Oh, really? Is yeah. It oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not alone in this. No, I my wife, like, I'm just my like, wife oh, will take anybody to town with Dr. Mario. It's ridiculous. Oh, really? We don't, oh, turn, oh, we don't really? turn on We don't turn on the old console <laughs> when she's around. It's like, nope, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Faster's Quest was the one that I always got. Like, I, I, that was just impossible. That game was just cruel. I could not get past <laughs> a certain level every time. I could not. I'm like, this is, um, I am. My life is festering away. I did. I just punched <laughs> her. I did. I'm terrible, and uh, I should not. It's okay if you want to oh, hang up with me. It's now. okay. I, I cry, Uncle. It's okay. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, oh my just, gosh. With Real is quick. This, what is happening? What? Uh-huh. The pun war has begun. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, please, no. These are the end I take times. It back. I so take before, it. before we jump out of the video game, do you play Destiny? I, I, I have been known to. Well, you know, you know that opens up. <laughs> but again, up. I'm really what, not very good at it. What, so. what, uh, what race and Neither what race do you play? Oh, I feel like I can't tell because everyone's got such strong opinions about it. Like, I don't. No, I don't, none of us do. I, I no, can't. Actually, I, can't yeah. I feel like I can't reveal these. The people, I I don't want to spoil the illusion. Well, <laughs> see, blue, white, why you got to put Moral in the corner? Why you no, it's okay. It's Nobody a puts Moral in the corner. Question. It's a perfectly legit, legitimate it's a legit question. question. It's well, the okay. first thing anybody playing Destiny right. gets asked. No. All right. Because yeah. we know I, that Eris totally was a hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Like that—that that can't be denied at all. Like, yeah, it's because it's, it's the master class. As. I mean, it's it's okay. No, no, <laughs> no. See, this I is why I don't answer. I think you might be making. Now a you point. know why. You know why. Um, now, so when we come down to it, <laughs> what do you need in every raid team? Oh, you need Titans? Patience. No, you need Titans. That's what you need in every great team. This has gone off the rails. Off the rails. So uh, speaking speaking of off the rails. No, I love it. I love it. Go for it. Uh, Respect I don't appreciate it. (laughs) So we know like your your whole – your first like kind of foot in the door on Destiny was kind of doing the broad – vocal identity of the hive um and i'm assuming that included like all of the hive sounds is that correct yeah so it was uh it was one session and uh yeah the the, what everything that i what they what they selected from that was used yeah there weren't there weren't multiple sessions for for the hive specifically but yeah but most of what we hear when we're encountering the hive is actually your voice, correct? Like, there's not a whole lot that was done to it, if I understand it correctly, right? Oh, I'm sure it was manipulated. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they did stuff to it, too. I mean, I think that there's, I mean, I'm sure there was, like, some 
pitch shifting and, oh, and yeah. futzing with it. I don't I I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> so I'm sure there what, was some stuff well, done to it. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's the first time that you hear a wizard in the game or a witch, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Like uh, that that's a pretty high pitch when you hear yeah. that. Well, there's in uh, Omnigal. Yes. Oh my goodness, Omnigal! Please. <laughs> Yeah, like, like literally anyone can hear that sound who plays Destiny. They're like, crap, it's Omnigal. <laughs> oh my it's, goodness. Like, she's so. You know it's Omnigal when she screams. Yes. <laughs> so, I just so pictured terrible. Justin in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, just all crap. Omnigal's here. I saw him in a I wish that gr- the supermarkets would stop playing the Omnigal track. It's really disruptive. <laughs> it's really it disruptive. It's like, fi- it's it's like yelling fire in a movie theater. It's awful. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I guess outlawed in a couple of states, <laughs> especially Florida. Yeah, yelling on the ghoul in a movie theater oh is bad, God. kids. But uh, what I was going to say is, mm-hmm. so that's not the first time, if I understand correctly, that you've actually done a, uh, you know, done sound effects rather than than voice dialogue for a whole race. You were had a lot to do with the flood and Halo, correct? I had I, I I made the sounds of the flood in Halo Mona Lisa. Yes. Okay. Cool. Which cool. Was so, um, amazing. Which is a totally. Yes. Oh, you saw it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's so, gonna uh, that's gonna make pins happy. Pins, yeah. pins loves like Legends was a really Marla, good. Marla, we are nerds. So. Yes. <laughs> um. So I guess I like, what I, I wanted to say watch it, is the other has, how um how what's at what point did your focus shift and what point did you realize that you could actually do sound effects as opposed to voice acting because they I guess they are the same thing at their heart but they're logistically kind of different right Oh yeah that's I I find that there's this there is this overlap, right? Where sound design turns into voiceover or voiceover is sound design. And I think that that is a really interesting space. I always have thought that that space is super cool. And yeah, the sound of the flood is so different than the sound of the hive and the flood is just kind of like that. It's like that kind of goopy, drippy, Mm. slimy, snarly kind of monster. And the hive has like this, opposite it's like the if there's like a dryness to it like a like an ancientness that i just made that word up an ancientness to it that uh that and it's it's like and they're actually the way even the way that i make the sound is different so with the flood it's like breathing out so it's like you know growling it's on an exhalation where the hive is all on an inhalation and, wow. um, yeah. And so I don't know, it's, it's <laughs> there, uh, I've been kind of doing, <laughs> this is so funny that I've been kind of doing sound design and like playing with sound design and not knowing that it was even called sound design since grade school. I, um, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to even mention this, where, like, where to even start. There's <laughs> this, there's this, there's this sound that I do it's um 
that I was kind of famous for in, in, I actually even put it on my resume for the longest time. It's a, a baby cry. No, you're gonna ask me <laughs> Please. Okay. All right. It's creepy. It's no. fun at parties. It's, it's fun, fun at, at parties, parties and it's creepy. And it's fun around a I, bunch of parents, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually was hired to do it a couple of times for a different place. So I mean this is like okay, so this Please is, do it. All right. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Here goes my career down the toilet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> what? what? That is awesome. <laughs> All right, number one. That is the oh, no. perfect baby. Mimic. That's my oh, I, I actually don't believe she did that. She brought a real baby in. I That's in the only explanation. I don't know. Like I, I used to spend a, I used to have like fun friends and we would make fun sounds and see who could make the coolest sound. And then I'd always win because I'd end with the baby cry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's actually haunting because that's the baby no one will ever comfort. Like I'm, right. I'm a little, I'm a little bothered. I want to, <laughs> I want to go help that baby out. <laughs> that's amazing. So at an early, at an early age, you were kind of like creating sounds and yeah, and, and all that. Well, I mean, most kids do, but not, most of us just are crap at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I used to do when I was, I probably around the same age that I came up with the baby cry. Uh, was um, I had a, a, a like a Panasonic cassette recorder, and I'd take a blank tape, and I would record my regular voice, and then I'd leave a long space, and then I'd record some voice, and then I'd leave a space, and I'd record some voice. And then I'd go back, and I'd come up with another voice and talk to my first voice, and then I'd go back. And then I'd go back again and go in with another voice, and then I'd just keep filling in all the spaces until there was no space left with as many different voices as I possibly could. So I probably should have known then, like that was like a thing, like I wanted to be a voice actor. But I didn't know. I didn't know that being a voice actor was a thing. So, but yeah, so you're, I've always... So you're putting together audition reels. Uh, yeah, essentially, right? That's, that's crazy. If they make a Police Academy remake, you should totally... <laughs> you should be right in there. <laughs> Just yes. helicopters and helicopters. Oh, and okay. Ambulances. I see where you're going with that. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a while for. It takes a little bit. Just, just give them, just give them a second. No, uh, that's mm-hmm. no, that that's actually solid. awesome. That's actually <laughs> awesome uh, because literally the only thing that can make me say "oh crap" like hearing Omnigul is the flood. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. about the same. It's on. It's on par as a gamer. You're like, oh crap! This is a flood level. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I I I gave myself goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I did. It was yeah, listening back to it. I'm like, oh wow, that was cool. I liked it. But I do. I I, I enjoy that kind of work. And the same is like. Uh, the same as like, doing what are called efforts. So like, what it sounds to be. Creating the sound of what it's like to be 
punched in the stomach or to throw a punch or to um, be electrocuted or like these are these are these are things that happen in video games where you're asked like, okay, now you're being electrocuted. What does that sound like? Or now you're drowning. What does that sound like? Now you've been set on fire, but only for a little while. And <laughs> so, you know, it's just like coming up with those different types of things. And it's so much fun. And it's, I love, almost as much as I love doing that, I love the expression of the director's face when they're like, okay, now we're going to do some efforts. And I go, yeah! And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> like, yep, mm-hmm. Bread. It, it and was butter. effortless. <laughs> Bread and butter. <laughs> so love it. I get, and that kind of actually was another thing. Um, one of the guys was asking about was how much how much of doing voice acting is like using a set of tools versus you know finding the character and kind of playing into the character. You know, like breathing, accents, rhythm, and all those all those things. How much like what's the? I guess. What's the combination? Early on, a lot of I spent a lot of time figuring out, like, okay, am I supposed to breathe? And do I just like (laughs) try and say the line without breathing because they don't want to hear the breath? And so, just trying to figure out things like that, like early, early on, it's like, okay, I don't, I'll have to take all my breaths at one time, and then try like, okay, that doesn't work. I can't do it that way. So I just like learning, learning the. The mechanics of it, for sure, you know, learning learning that early on, and then that just becomes, you know, that becomes rote. That just becomes mm-hmm. second nature. Don't have to worry about those types of things. Then you can focus on things like the character. That's why, uh, you know, one of the things that I say to people who want to get into voice actors, just like, just do it. Just keep, just start recording yourself and and do it and practice. And so it's the best way to. So, so all that stuff a, becomes – you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. And so is it a different – so, I'm, I mean, obviously that that process is different for each, you know, each different character because obviously each character has a different personality that you're trying to get across. So, I mean, that just kind of becomes second nature is what, you know, after after a while you can just kind of put on different hats basically for each different character. Right. Because once you learn the mechanics, once you once you learn, as is with anything, right? It's like with driving or with anything. You learn the mechanics of something, and then you can focus on what the real intent is, which is, you know, in the case of driving, it's driving, like the paying attention to where you're going. <laughs> and and in the case of some, voice some acting, it's the character. That, but. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's okay. Uh, but for in the case of voice acting, it's it's character development and it's um or you know if there's not a whole lot of character to develop because sometimes that that happens too it just um line delivery and just Mm -hmm. you know sometimes sometimes there sometimes Mm -hmm. there are characters that are just like well it's kind of your basic you know happy kid go and like okay and then just like just delivering it just delivering something that's quick and easy Right, kind of like because I know you did some background characters in like Infamous Two and you know the Bioshock series. Not background characters necessarily in Bioshock, but some of those more like oh, like in Crackdown Two Two or I crack, mean, yeah, Crackdown, Crackdown Two, two as, as well. well. Crackdown Two <laughs> <Right>. also. <laughs> 
But yeah, so that means sat so, down tutu ballet. Sat down tutu. What up, Chris Nora? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So exactly. So those I, for for Crackdown two, I had one character. Uh, so my character in that was citizen who believes the agent can do no wrong. And so it was, so all, all lines were like, wow, you just blew up that building, but I guess you did it for a reason. Like that kind of stuff. So it was like all, all that, like, Hey, you just ran over my foot. I feel honored. You know, <laughs> kind of that kind of stuff. So yeah. It wow. was, so uh, basically the, 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 the character development for that, um, is, that that character is more about endurance more than it was about character development. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it's like micro direction. It's like here, I'm gonna give you a little bitty phrase that sums up this character. <laughs> it's in, yeah, I mean, in a couple it, words. And I mean, there's true. There's still direction because you know want to make sure that the actor understands like what's happening in this scene and what's happening with, uh, with oh, a yeah, set of I circumstances. So. so things there's definitely need for direction, but not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not necessarily say like a, a, a like approaching a Shakespearean character. It's more like approaching. Uh, uh, I I don't know like a like some musical theater characters that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the theater community hates me. <laughs> I, uh, God, I can't win. Can I just I can win. I just interject here? Nobody mm-hmm. hates you. <laughs> nobody at all <laughs> no but and and it's actually going to get more interesting here as we move forward because if you just talk about growth wise um the the video game industry has grown in in so far as what it can put out as an end product and the near cinematic quality of some of the stuff that's being put out today means that your voice acting is actually it's 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 able to emote. It's able to, you know, it's able to invoke like emotions out of the player. It's it's able to, like, seriously, anyone who didn't catch feelings at the end of Halo Five doesn't have a heart. So these moments are out. You mean Halo Four? Yeah. No, I meant Halo Five too. Come on, Cortana. Ne- never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Halo Four had feelings too, yeah, but Halo yeah. Halo Four had. So, oh God. But what I'm getting at here, what I'm getting at here, so like 10 years ago, a voice actor in video games, they could do some amazing voice acting work, but it would be paired with like maybe some graphics that were of the time really, you know, really advanced, but they weren't near lifelike. And now some, some of these games that are coming out, some, I mean, there's, not there's a, a concept. Conviction. Yeah. There, well, there's a concept in a, in game development, or at least I think it's a game development concept called the Uncanny Valley, and that's when you make 3D models so lifelike that they're they become creepy because there's a threshold there. You make them so lifelike that they become creepy because when you look into their eyes, there's no soul, and it's you don't even really kind of perceive it. It's just something underlying. And I think we've blown straight through that with some of these games. And actors like Morla can literally can drive the emotions of the scene the same way as a an actor on screen can. 
And I just see the development of characters within video games and voice acting just completely taking off. I spend way more more money on video games than I do on movies and TV um, by far. Well, and I think that has a lot to that that says a lot about developers. That says a lot about the development teams. That you know that says that says a lot about um, their narrative teams and 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 their design teams and and what their goals are. And that's that's where it starts, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah, it's it's um it's nice to be able to have a meal to eat, you know, it's nice to have, it's nice to be able to have that kind of uh, food to sink my teeth into as an actor. And, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very fulfilling. It's very rewarding. And I, I feel, I feel creative fulfillment working on the games that I've worked on, uh, which, you know, when leaving, leaving theater, yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure that that was necessarily going to be the case because that was the creative fulfillment that I had been seeking as long as I can remember. And so it you know the wondering if it'll even be possible is it possible to have have a, a full exciting career using um using only you know having my voice be the only thing featured when I've worked on things like stage combat and I've worked on movement for the actor and I've, I've taken endless hours of dance classes and I've, I've, you know, uh, all these different types of, um, all this training that I've had that incorporate the two, the, the, the body and the voice. And now I'm, it you know it would it appear as though I'm like eliminating half of that when in actuality it's not it's still there I still it's all very you know it's all very it, it still continues to inform but you just don't see it so yeah it's um it's an exciting time to be an actor I yeah that is I mean, an amazing quote yeah <laughs> well you know like you were. Like Justin was just saying, the, the advancement is just, it just boggles. The only thing I can think of is just like playing the game set. I grew up playing where there were no vocals. You know, <laughs> there, there was no voice acting at all. You know, most of it was handheld games. So there wasn't really the, you know, the, the capacity for that in those, in those games at the time. And of course now there is, but it's just permeating all the, all the avenues of that. And so it's, yeah. I mean, it, it just boggled it, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with the whole Twitch thing. <laughs> it's like, I, I wouldn't yeah. have imagined the world that we stand in right now to be what it is, you know, 10 or five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that we got asked <laughs> was, um, are there any are there any just like cool experiences that you had while working on you know like the Bioshock series or you know or Destiny that you can share with us you know just something something that you you know not not necessarily something you know amazing necessarily but just something that you found was really really fun. 
well, there. I can honestly, honestly say they've all been amazing experiences. Uh, even even the early experiences that the games you know, weren't great, and the <laughs> and the experiences felt a little less than wonderful at the time. In the long run, they've actually all been amazing experiences um, because they weave a really great story. And but I think I think specifically, um, I think yeah, Crackdown Two was was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, um, and I, I never really talked about this one before because I I. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to like kind of give information about how the session was recorded. Um, but I just recently, I recently heard about how it was. Re- I heard it publicly said about how it was recorded. So I feel okay talking about it now. Um, it was, it was done in a big room and uh, I was encouraged to run around and they had a, a boom operator who who followed me, and so I would just I would be I was literally like like don't worry about what you're wearing, don't worry, just like be comfortable and run around, and we'll we'll be sure to cap- capture everything. And so I was like, what? So I was like, everything that I had learned about voiceover, just like throw it out the window and go and just have fun. And it was so much fun, so much fun, and uh, it was. I think it was two days, three hours of just like, yeah, like <laughs> just like shouting. And I'm shocked that I had a voice of, at the end. Um, but, you know, luckily I did the good warm up. So I was able to preserve. Um, but yeah, it was I think at the, the, the very end they were doing some deaths, like doing some death sounds. And they're like, okay, so imagine that you're falling, like you were shot and then you fall and then you like just think, you know, and then like just do that a whole bunch of times. Like, and so I go, okay. And since they had encouraged me to, to move around as as so much, I was like, okay. So I would like jump back as though I'd been hit in the stomach and then fall to the ground and then jump back up and like imagine I was getting smacked across the cheek and like do like do the whole physical movement of it and having the combat training that I had I like I you know I was really well well versed in this so like flying across the room falling down jumping back up flying you know flying the other way across the room falling down jumping back up and I at one point I just I looked up I was like is that what you wanted and I looked into the (laughs) I looked in and all of them were just staring there at me with their eyes wide open <laughs> and their jaws dropped and they're like uh yeah yep yep that's i'm like oh good okay like we didn't expect you to do that but we're glad you did <laughs> cool i'm glad too so that was a really great experience uh working on infamous 2 was phenomenal be- i think probably the the game itself was was fun and I love the fact that it was set in New Orleans and that mm-hmm. Galactic uh, wrote the score for it and I, I love Galactic and um, and I I like that story because of the way that I I wound up get, being cast in it was that I I kind of 
I kind of was just like really tenacious about it. And I said, look, this is set in New Orleans. I'm a Southern dialects expert. And even more than Southern dialects, I'm, I'm a New Orleans area dialect expert and I should be in your game. And I, I really made a case for myself. And the, um, the person who I talked to said, wow, I've never had anybody call me up and, and, and like, so like, and of course, respectfully. So it wasn't just like insistent, like see here, kid, you got to hire me. You know, but she's like, I've never, I've never had that experience before. She's like, wow, that's really amazing. I'm like, Oh, okay. She's like, I'm not the person you want to talk to though. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, she's like, but I can put you in touch with her. I'm like, okay, good. And then, so I was, wound, I wound up, uh, I wound up being hired by by them and, and and doing that. It was it was um it was quite a lesson for me early on about how to be tenacious and really and and uh, sell my talents and my expertise at, well and and know what my ex my expertise is and really stand behind it. It was a great lesson for me. Um, and then I know, I mean, the destiny, how I got hired into destiny was also an amazing story. I mean, like every, I feel like every, every game that I've worked on has some sort of ridiculously amazing story. Um, you know, yeah. So I, I, I don't know Like they're, they're all, they're all great. They're all great stories. Well, and they all led to where, where you are now. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's the best part about them. They definitely, they definitely one led to another. Definitely, that is the case. Because I remember, and that somehow ended up with you, you talking to us. Yeah, so that's I, amazing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what yes. that tells you about that. And but. this is where, yeah, no. this <laughs> might be where... time to reevaluate. <laughs> but I, now I mean... I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> You're going I out kid, on top. I, kid. <laughs> I joke. I joke. Uh, I'm just getting started. I remember I, I remember I remember you talking about like I think it was I want to say it was Destiny but like how you met the person at a at a network and you were like originally kind of like oh I don't really you know whatever and then like you ended up meeting him again when you moved was that Oh was, right um yes Stephen Hottie yes uh, an amazing amazing sound designer he I met him at the Game Audio Network Guild Sound design demo derby, uh, and he he was his it was his first it was his first demo derby, and he he presented and uh, he did an amazing job, and I made a point to uh, I gave him my card afterwards. It was like, hey, I thought you did a great job, and he was like, wow, that's it's like thank you, I appreciate that, and. And I was like, I know you work in sound design, and I'm a voice actor. We'll probably never work together, but here's my card anyway. And we did. We 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 stayed in touch, and he had um, he was working for Volition, and he was doing some. Uh, he had his his own demo reel that he was working on. He asked me to critique, you know, just give some feedback on it. And I did, and I took it. I mean, I remember, I remember taking it seriously. Like I was very, I felt very honored that he asked me to do that. Um, and then he wound up helping me with my demo reel later on. And I was, like, yeah, so it was 
really great. And um, the one that I actually have on my website, that's, that's, he helped me with that. And uh, yeah, so there was one, there was a GDC. We happened to be both attending. We was like, okay, we should definitely meet up. He's like, he, and he said, I've got some really big news. I was like, yeah, I've got some really big news too. And so we, we met up and it was almost like a, okay, one, two, three, go. And we both said, I'm moving to Washington. What? <laughs> so he, oh, wow. he was moving from, um, he was moving from, uh, volitions in Champaign, Champaign, Illinois. So he's moving from Champaign to uh, Bellevue, Washington, and I was moving from yeah the like the Berkeley area, Northern California to Bellevue, Washington. And it was like <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! This is ridiculous. And uh, so yeah, I became really good friend. Yeah. I, stayed in really close touch with him and I became like really good friends with his wife. Like she and I are super besties. And, um, and then it happened just one day he said, it's like, I have this, I think I have this opportunity that we can finally work together. And that was, that was for the hive. Like, sweet. Wow. Let's which, do it. Which Let's was ha- he, Let's make was, it he the one, was he the one that made up the description Imagine the old books with bullets. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to him about that. He's like, I don't remember saying that exactly, but I guess <laughs> if it got the point across, then yeah. So yeah, he uh, that was that was part of. The, I mean, that was part. That was a part of the description, but that was the part that I remember thinking. I don't know. That was the imagery that really stuck in my mind. And um, yeah, that yeah. He that's that's the guy, Stephen Hottie. I just think that's it's funny. How cool. I think that's a really, yeah. I think that's just a really cool little, you know, emphasis on the crazy way that random connections and networking can just kind of come back full circle. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same. It's a kind of it, it is, and I, I that's that's my that's my advice to people who attend GDC and and people who want to you know whatever whatever feel whether it be vo or sound design or whatever you never like just go and meet people and 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 become friends with the people who you would become friends with you know don't don't like make a like like it's not always about like finding the person who's like really big right now you know it's mm-hmm. it's just like go and make friends and and you know, kind of find out who's cool and i thought steven was cool so cool and the same situation happened in uh for the for austin gdc was that uh i i found i remember there were two people in particular there who i thought were like really cool and i was like i'm gonna be friends with you okay and they're like cool so <laughs> let me see if i can say cool more often uh cool. yeah and one of them was one of them was um a guy by the name of michael surks and the other is a guy named Ben Crossbones Cooper. And I, I befriended both of them. And Michael Surix wound up being the casting director and voiceover director at 2K Marin while I was also in Northern California. And he's the one who hired me for Bioshock 2 and has since hired me for other things as well. And Ben Crossbones 
Cooper was um, is really good friends with uh, Fran Mirabella over at IGN, and so Ben recommended me to do some. Uh, like they were, Fran was saying to that he wanted some someone to come in and do some VO training for his team, and Ben recommended me. So years back, that's one of the like a job that I had was uh, doing VO workshops for IGN. Which um, led to additional friendships, which led to other things later on, and it's it, the world is small and very connected, and so just be yourself yeah. and make friends. Be yourself and make friends. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> there is the bow on that story. I just, yeah. So uh, yeah. No, I was going to say I've got a really selfish question. Yes. Okay. As somebody who speaks into a microphone once a week, mm-hmm. I've got this question. <laughs> Will I ever stop hating the sound of my own voice? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I find it hard to listen to myself sometimes. I, I do. I, ha- I find it hard to listen to my own voice sometimes. I mean, but it's it's just a matter of 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 doing it. First of all, you shouldn't hate the sound of your voice. You don't. You've got a great voice. And, uh, but second of all, it's, it's just a matter of just listening to it and, and accepting it. I sensitizing yourself to it rather. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Exploring it and cherishing it and recognizing it for the beautiful flower that it is. Oh, see more of so sweet blue. I told you you were mean. Just from now on, when someone tells me to shut up and stream, I'm going to be like, I'm a flower! I'm a flower! I am a beautiful flower. My voice is a flower. So we're going to sound clip that. And that's gonna be a, that's gonna be every time Justin gets killed in game. It's I'm a flower. I'm a flower. Morla said so. <laughs> no, so I, I just think it's kind of it's really an intriguing uh, kind of niche that uh, I don't think a lot of people are even aware of is a thing. I think most people would like kind of just assume that voice actors were just um actors who were just without an acting job at the time like like when nathan fillion does destiny voices but it's there are dedicated voice actors and actresses that are masters at it and it is clearly a craft oh i mean well for sure i mean i remember i remember at one point uh well, sometime after after Bioshock Two, and I went I went back home, and uh, somebody who I hadn't seen in a long time said something along the lines of, "Oh, so well, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm a voice actor for video games. I just I just launched. I just uh, my latest title was just released. It's called Bioshock Two. And he's like, "Well, that's great." I'm like, "Thank you." He's like, "Yeah, maybe one day it'll lead to some movie work." Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, well, you know, maybe, and that's, 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 c'est la vie, and that's great, you know, work is work, but I'm cool doing, like, yeah. this is, this is, this is the goal here, this is, this yeah. is the goal, I'm, 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 I'm living the dream. There's not, <laughs> right there's not much room so, yeah, past it's, where it's I want to go. It's, uh, I mean, it's not, it is, it's a specialized field. 
and it's a different set of skills and there are, you know, there are some who can do all of the above and there are some who can't and it's, it's, but it's definitely not just like a matter of like, oh, well I can talk so I can voice act. It's not, it's not as simple as that. Um, and I think oh. that voiceover, I think voiceover for games or or movies or 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 animation, it's it's not like oh well I'll just do this until I can get the big thing. It's like no, this is this is this is good. I enjoy doing this. This is where this is where I've decided to spend my time and my craft and my skill and my energy and and this is what I I want to do. And honestly. Casual speaking is vastly different you know, like from mm-hmm. acting out a character, too. Like, so, like, I don't know that I, like, listening back, I, I don't know necessarily how I'll feel about, you know, hearing my voice on a podcast. I think I, I, think it, I, think I do okay, but, you know, it, it's different from hearing my voice as a character, you know. So it's, it's, all, it's all different. I think, hearing, I think hearing your own speaking voice back to you is difficult no matter who you are or what you do is the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. Yeah. And I can totally the whole, that. the voice acting thing. It's just, it's the acting part of it that like, I, I remember one episode blue and I tried to do audio grimoire. Oh, we tried God. to, instead of we, instead of reading the card, it was dialogue. So it was oh, one character was... talking to another character and for a credit, and we did it a was a couple compliments. Yeah, but um, it was literally there was we were we set out to act right, which is not mm-hmm. what we do. And I remember early on, like when someone said "do it," and I was like, "Okay, we're going to do this." Blue, you ready? And we all <laughs> kind of shook it out. And I said, "Okay, so I'm playing this character, and he's clearly like completely <laughs> batshit crazy." So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to play this like a sociopath." And two lines in, I realized it's completely campy and just like <laughs> sounds ridiculous. And then I just start losing it the whole way. And then I remember thinking in the like I'm not even kidding you. I remember thinking in the moment I was like, how does how does Eris Morn do this? Like, um, you know, I was like, how does Morla do this? Because um, the lines I was delivering were so dramatic. <laughs> and they should have held held so much gravitas, but instead they just sounded like Mr. Roper from Three's <laughs> Company was saying them. <laughs> uh, commitment. You got to commit to it. That's what that was it. I didn't commit. Commit. It was like two lines in. I was like, this is crap. I was done. <laughs> Pull the shoot. Pull and, the shoot. And think about, think about what is the, what does the character want? Mm-hmm. That's you know have have well, have an probably, intent, have an intention and then and commit to it. That's and, that's and like also probably spend more than thirty seconds trying to do that before rehearsing it. Probably <laughs> oh. yeah. Read it once or twice before. Oh, Maybe. did I mention that someone said in stream that we should act it out, and, and we said okay, let's Just do it. So it was just like an improv thing. thing. Go, go. Oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah. sitting there going, mm. that's brave. And Justin's like, we're, you. we're you. doing it. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Though I do say my uh, my robot voice worked pretty well. I yeah, won't, be, I won't, I won't ever let's be able that. to recreate it because I. Mm. it was like, I don't even remember what I was doing. I wasn't even thinking. Is, I think, he was, yeah, no, he was, was just being like, blue because 
That's yeah. who he is. God, there it goes. He's there a robot. Goes, there goes the rumor <laughs> mill. But I know I had I did have actually one one last well one more question. I don't know if it's the last yeah. question, but you know you when you record like so going back to Destiny. When you record, you know, you have a cast of voice actors that, you know, are, are very big names. You know, Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. is one of them. And I know mm-hmm. you probably get asked this a ton, but did you did you record individually or did you record as a group? Like, because, you know, there's those conversation pieces, the, the awesome get your rock off my map scene. Mm-hmm. Was that recorded, like, in tandem with each other or was that recorded individually and then spliced together? Uh, for, for my part, and I can only, I can only speak for my part. Uh, I was living in, uh, the Pacific Northwest at the time, um, very near Bungie studio. So I would go into, uh, Bungie studio to record. Uh, so, and the majority of the recording by the other actors was done in Los Angeles. So I, I was not at the same studio as the as the the majority of the other actors, so I was uh, I was just me. Which makes so, it even more amazing, actually. Yes, I mean, when the, some, when you do dialogue pieces like that, is someone mm-hmm. reading the opposing dialogue back to you? Yeah, it's both. I mean, they have their there's there's a script, so I'm able to read it ahead of time. You know, I'm able to see where the lines are and kind of get an idea of it. And then they also lead me in. The, there's a um, there's always a, a voiceover director. Um, okay, so he's and so they're, you're they're playing off to, of somebody. Sure, they're able to give me you know set up the scene and you know read read the line, uh, read me into the line. So um, so that there's there's more of a, a natural response as opposed mm-hmm. to just kind of coming out of nowhere. Right. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, I mean that's that's the scene that strikes you know most most people, especially at this point within the Taken King. That's like one of the most amazing scenes is that entire exchange. And so I know, I know we got la- we got asked a couple of times, you know, ask her if she you know was in the same room or how that whole thing worked because it felt like you know as a player it felt like it just flowed seamlessly, and so it just felt like it was recorded you know, in that nature, but so even more kudos to you on that well, front. Yes. Thanks. And the Bungie sound design team yeah. as well. <laughs> Bungie sound design, narrative design, audio team, and all oh. other, all other. It's, it takes a whole village. It takes an entire village. Yes. An amazing, awesome village. <laughs> um, of flowers. Of, of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not letting, I'm um, not letting you live that down by the way <laughs> if if literally if if that's the worst thing i'm ever called is a flower <laughs> by eris freaking morn or morla gorondona i'm all right with that i can live in my truth and i can be okay with that <laughs> no that's that's awesome uh so th- yeah that's what really Everything about that interests me, but the things—the things that really interest me about that—are the logistics of it all, and that's that's what it's great to have you on and, and talk about is is because we all have this image in our head of how it works, you know, but it's it's rarely the case that it's accurate. 
yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a mysterious world. Yeah, it it, it seems it seems like it should be pretty. You know, it, 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 that there's. It's just it's it's probably often overlooked, and it's probably something that's you know people don't really they just anticipate that it's there. But there's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it. There's there's more to it. There's more that goes into it than than most people know and understand, and and the and the hours of of work uh, from 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 those teams that I discussed from the 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 audio team, the narrative team, and the and and on all the other teams, just kind of building up to this moment in the studio. It's it's very exciting. Well, and I, you know, again, going back to what we kind of you know the overarching comment going back and forth throughout this entire conversation is the the rapid pace of development. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the the air of mystery for this type of this type of position kind of comes from is because really there's never really there's never been this position you know it's kind of like you know most things with technology it's it's just accelerating at such a quick pace that you know there's a lot of positions that exist today that didn't exist i mean last year and you know this has just been slowly growing and growing and growing and growing so i know a lot of people are just like i you know that's Again, kind of the question of, you know, how do you get into it? That's because a lot of people just are like, I don't, I don't even know where to start because sure. it's just such a new, you know, a new frontier, I guess you would call it. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I know how that can be daunting to people, you know, working with, working with programs the way I do actually in my day job, dealing with people who are like, you want me to do what? Like, you want me to hit you what? And it's like, that's, you know. I just I can see that being kind of the same type of hesitation from people who are genuinely interested in this but just have no idea what that first step is. So I think that's sure. that's really the cool thing for me at least about getting, you know, getting first off it's a huge honor to talk to you, but then second off actually getting you know, getting a perspective from someone who who is in that position kind of who who also likes guiding people. I, I think that's just, I don't know. I think that's really cool. Well, you know, I feel, thank you. And I, I feel like uh, I have the opportunities that I have and that I have had because uh, people share their information and that they're generous with that, with their time and with their information. I believe in that. I believe in and sharing information and 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 uh, and doing doing for other people what I I've had for me you know having that experience having people you know help me out and uh, and be generous with their time and their energy and their information. So it's a professional form of paying it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, paying it forward, or 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 just giving back, or yeah. or just keeping the good, keeping the goodwill going, yeah. and you know, being part of a continuum. I yes, just, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've always I, wanted to be part of a continuum. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> no, no, that sounds amazing. No, I actually I have a very similar experience in my trade, and and. There are pretty much two types of people in my trade, and 
there are those who treat the information as chips to hold to safeguard their their position. Mm-hmm. And then there are others who treat it as a way to advance the trade. And uh, that's the second is where I, I fall I, I teach my trade, so I mm-hmm. I fall on the second. So I, I really respect that. And I was just wondering, who is there anyone uh, who is really supportive of you or helped you when you were first starting out? Uh, not just in voice acting either, just acting, period. Oh. Um, or there might be too many to list, huh? Yeah, I feel like I've re- actually I've been very I've been very fortunate. There have been so many people. I've been. You know, I, I, it's a lot of people talk about like, oh, that, you know, their, their parents or their, you know, they, they were, their parents didn't want them to do the, what they were doing or their professors. There was that one professor who told them they'd never be any good or they you know, and I, I honestly never had that experience. My, the, the, the closest I ever got to that was my mom at one point when I was first, when I was selecting schools and selecting programs she she suggested that maybe i i might want to also get a degree in speech pathology that was something that was kind of related but something more stable and not bad advice not and that, right. that's like that's not she never said don't go and do it or i'm not going to support you she was incredibly supportive she continues to be so and I've, I, so I've never, I've never had, I've never really had, I mean, if I did have detractors, it, I, I, whatever, I didn't, I didn't really pay any attention to them. So yes. who cares? And, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I've, I've been incredibly fortunate, incredibly fortunate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was the Morla version of Haters Gonna Hate. Is what I got out of that. <laughs> that, was the, that was the Morla version of Shake It Off, Shake It Off. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. oh, my goodness. Well, I, I, and this is not by any means cutting it off, but I just want to personally thank you so much for for coming on with us and, and uh, speaking with us. I think it's awesome. And uh, it just really – kind of confirms everything that I know about this kind of community of, you know, video games between between the end user and the people who create the things. I see more interaction than I've ever seen in any other industry. Um, and it's just awesome. The The people who consume the products that, that you put out actually feel like they're a part of it. And that's what keeps them coming back. So keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having for having me here and for for talking with me and and uh, having some fun. It was a good time. Ig- oh yeah. I mean, I I don't even know how to follow this up. Like I just, I'm still, I'll be completely honest, still completely in shock that we got we got to even chat with you. I mean, it's just it is such a cool experience and i think that you know that's exactly what justin was just saying is like especially in the destiny community i mean coming from the halo community and then you know kind of i I dipped my toe in the call of duty community and quickly retracted that decision 
because it's just you know the different gaming communities there's such a different way of taking up that 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 sense of community and the destiny community has always just been you know there's there's always the times of people getting frustrated and people you know throwing salt at each other and you know frustration at events inside the game but overall there's this overarching positivity that just permeates it seems every aspect and again i mean it really is every aspect because you know that's what this entire conversation just reinforced for me so thank you it's my pleasure with that we'll be able to we'll begin to wrap the chat up Links to all our sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Morla, for chatting with us and for giving us such an amazing look at what goes on behind the scenes with voice acting. Just really quick, in case anyone is interested, because I'm sure they are, where can people find you out on the internet? Oh, uh, well, my my website is morlagorandona.com, and I'm also on Twitter, at actor underscore Morla. Perfect. So everyone, be sure to check those out. And please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions. So until next time, the lore band marches on. <laughs>